Hey everybody, um, we are very uh, unhappy uh, to say something that we were hoping we wouldn't have to say about a week ago. Last week, Luke Perry uh, suffered a, a stroke and he was in the hospital for a while and some complications uh, arose and unfortunately uh, he, he, did, he did pass away about 52 years old. He was, uh, he was always our, our favorite Averdell parent, uh, especially at panels. I think we said that uh, last week. This is, this is really hard to hear. We were really hoping, we really thought uh, he would be back. Yeah, this is obviously um, a very, very sad situation for, I'm sure, the entire Riverdale cast. But it also seems like pretty much everyone who knew Luke Perry had something kind to say about him. Um, be it somebody who met him in passing or someone who was very close to him. It seemed like he had a lot of close friends from his Beverly Hills now to an O days even, which, you know, I mean, I think I never want to seem like a celebrity's death is something personal to me because we did not know Luke Perry, but, you know, as fans of his work, it was really... I was hoping we could. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. It was, it's, as fans of his work, it was really... Nice and bittersweet, obviously, to hear such um, amazing comments from the people who did know him. And I'm happy that our very, uh, you know, casual impression of him that we saw when we did see him in person uh, was correct. He seemed like a great guy. Like a class act. Like, yeah, I remember, you know, he would always point out in the audience that we went and we saw, I think, at least two Paley Fest. Yeah, we saw him at a Paley panel, we saw him at Paley Fest. Yeah, and I remember there was, like, a guy in the audience who I guess he went to high school with. and That's right. No, it was the guy with the microphone. He was like, I went to high school with that guy. Yeah, like, just very, like, warm spirit. Uh, It seemed like he was a really, like, a father figure to the Riverdale uh, cast. And as someone who came from a teen drama himself, I thought that was very cool. Yeah. So, again, you know, we didn't know Luke Perry in person, and... But I think that anyone who watches Riverdale, it seems like Fred Andrews is quite reflective of the kind of person that Luke Perry was. And we're going to miss him a lot on the show. Um, and we extend our condolences to his friends and family and loved ones. And um, in honor of him, we are uh, dismissing the Chaperone uh, Award from our own show because he was always the winner forever. Yeah. So in tribute... May this be Fred Andrews' ultimate chaperone from here on out. So, rest in peace, Luke Perry. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And enjoy this episode of the Riverdale Register. Oh, hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John. And welcome and to the Riverdale Register. I was really hoping I was going to cut you off this no, time. No, you didn't. Uh, no. Well, that's that's three times in an episode. It is. It is three times in an episode. <laughs> uh, speaking of, this was a pretty solid episode. I actually thought this yeah. episode was, like, good. Yeah. Uh, we brought back the casino. And which... they didn't have to go over the top to get there. John made a really hilarious little hand gesture. It was like a waterfall. <laughs> I don't know. Just we were having, you know. We didn't we didn't get uh, any fresh reviews between last week and this week. So we're just going to move on. We can just jump uh, right into it. Um, do you know anything about the title for this one? Okay. 
So, Fire Walk With Me is the name of the prequel film of Twin Peaks. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea is that Fire, Walks, Fire Walk With Me is like the devil walking beside you. And I believe that oh. there's a, like a poem in the show or the film that, um, that basically is like Fire Walk With Me. That's like how the poem ends. Okay. So, but it, it's kind of like you're accompanying, I think, the devil or like a demonic spirit into between two worlds, sort is of it, a thing. It, Twin Peaks is a confusing. Right. Is show. it is that literal? Because it's Twin Peaks. Have you ever watched Twin Peaks? Yeah, I haven't seen the new season, but and I haven't seen the prequel film. But so this is the idea. The prequel film is uh, Laura Palmer. It's what happened before the events of Twin Peaks, and right. as most people know. Right. Opens with her dead body found wrapped in plastic. I've seen the first, like, two episodes of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Well, Riverdale, very heavily inspired by Twin Peaks. Right. Even the opening of Riverdale is, you know, the first body that we find is Jason Blossom's body Mm -hmm. in the river. Um, I kind of wish there was a little bit more supernatural element of Riverdale sometimes, like there is in Twin Peaks. Right. But, um... But yeah, definitely the mood of Riverdale season one was very like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. I like to call it Teen Peaks. Oh, yes, that's fun. It is fun. Or Tween Peaks. Teen Not, Peaks. They are teens. They are teens. But Tween Peaks works better. I know it does. But you know what, guys? Sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches. Twin Peaks is one of those shows that when the return was happening. I was like, oh, I should be watching the show. It seems like this huge moment that everyone's enjoying so much. And yet every time I've tried to watch an episode of Twin Peaks, I'm like, I hate this. You hate it? I cannot get into it at all. I don't hate it. I hate it. the actors playing all the teenagers. <laughs> I hate the music that they do. Even Matchinamic? I Honestly, she doesn't stand out Oof. there. I, I st- unless she's not even in those first two episodes. I honestly I could not tell you. I just don't like it. No, you know what, honestly... And it makes me so mad, because I want to be a part of this whole thing, and I can't, because I cannot enjoy it. I I think my thing with it is that I think the mythology within it is so much more... I don't want to say interesting, because it's not that it's not interesting, but it's so much more fascinating to me than actually watching the show. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the show is from the 90s, and because of that, it moves at a very different pace than a lot of shows That now. might be what's killing it for me. Yeah, and I th- I think that if they were... I mean, they did remake it sort of for Showtime. Um, more I, a sequel, right? I think, yeah. I think that, for me... Twin Peaks really inspired a lot of shows that I loved, but when I watch Twin Peaks, I'm just kind of, like, not as invested in it as mm-hmm. I am some other shows, but it heavily influenced Pretty Little Liars, heavily influenced Riverdale. Um, I mean, really, you could even say 13 Reasons Why I was really influenced by Twin Peaks. Just, you know, it kind of brings up some complicated narratives, too, about, you know, this beautiful blonde girl is dead, and yeah, and we care a lot about it, but, you know... But it's interesting. I like David Lynch's work in general. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you don't like this movie, maybe check out Mahal- uh, this show. Check out Mulholland Drive, which is fun. And mm-hmm. that was made a little bit more recently. So it's and that, about that LA. has movie pacing. It has movie pacing. Well, originally it was supposed to be a show. Of course it was. And then I forgot what network it was for. But they were like, David Lynch, what the fuck? We, this is not a show. We're not going to put the show on the air. And then David Lynch basically created another half of the show and was like, now it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure that story's true later, but that's what, <laughs> that's what a professor told me once. And I tend to believe him. 
So that's really funny because I think a lot of pilots that get made now, especially dramas, mm-hmm. it's a plot that's clearly a movie. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's a show. And I'm like, no, you have made- a pilot of plot. And then you're like, and then more happens afterwards. Do you feel like maybe Manifest is that? Manifest is a movie. Okay. Blind Spot is also a movie. I've not seen Blind Spot. It's Manifest, just, I really enjoy. Most, I think, a lot, especially NBC okay. pilots, always feel like this should be a movie. Why are we doing this? Interesting. You know, I feel like I don't watch that much on NBC anymore. I mean, I watched The Good Place, which I love. Yes, the comedies don't have this problem. Right. Um, I watched This Is Us, which I love. Um, I'm sure there's something else. This I watched Is Manifest. Us. Right, sorry. The two ones, it's either it's a movie or it's This Is Us. Oh, okay. That, those are the two pilots I seem to see now. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm sure there's other stuff that I like on NBC and I just can't think of it. Or have liked on NBC. Well, in Hannibal the past, was on There was it. a lot of great stuff in the past. Yeah. But the more, like, as time goes on, this is what I keep seeing. You know, I think that might be in the nature of the industry moving towards a more Netflix streaming model and everybody trying to keep right. up. I mean, yeah, especially networks are trying to create something that can make as much buzz as a Netflix show. Right. Makes uh, sense. So they need it to be like a movie every week. Yeah. And, and you know it's a like, struggle. You know what's like a movie every week? Riverdale. That's not yes. true. Exactly. <laughs> but that's a way to get back to Riverdale. <laughs> right. Ooh, this episode was written by... Aaron Allen, Aaron Allen, Allen, which is a heck of a name, uh, has written uh, five episodes of Riverdale now. Chapter 7, In a Lonely Place. Chapter 18, When a Stranger Calls, which I think is the one where, like, Betty's on the phone with the black hood the entire time. Uh, Chapter 28, There Will Be Blood. Chapter 38, As Above, So Below. And this chapter, 49. Next week is our 50th episode. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, it was directed by Marisol Adler. This is uh, Marisol's first episode of Riverdale. Uh, She has also directed an episode of Manifest. (gasps) Manifest! An episode of The Good Doctor. I don't want to show, sorry. An episode of Blind Spot. Ooh, an episode of Lucifer. Oh, you love Lucifer. I do like Lucifer. Finally caught up on Lucifer. It's great. Uh, Is it on Netflix yet? Yeah. The new ones? Uh, No, only the first three, the, the... the Fox seasons are all on Netflix now. Okay, cool. They were on Hulu, and then they were gone, and now they're on Netflix. Sweet. Watch the watch uh, Lucifer. And, um, yeah, let's jump into it. Where would you like to start? With whom would you like to be in? Well, who do we got? We got Betty, we got Archie. We got Jughead, and we got Veronica. And Cheryl and Tony are tied into the Veronica stuff. Let's do Veronica, because this is the thing I care about the this least. This was a... You know what, though? This is a much better showing for Veronica than in the past. Okay, so they did the casino plot twice. I don't like that. I'll agree. Okay. That's, that's like, wow, really? <laughs> Guys, you can't just do a plot twice. I know. This is exactly what it was. Though. It feels like Aaron was like, wait, no, guys. We, the casino. The casino. <laughs> I feel like we didn't really do the casino. Mm. Uh, and he's not wrong, honestly. We didn't really do the casino. Right. So. So, Glass and Hiram have basically taken over Le Bon Nut. <laughs> <laughs> right when you're drinking. I'm drinking water. Le bon Nut. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Like, like, they're not paying for their drinks or anything. It's like, you owe us money, so. Why do they want to hang out here? I keep thinking about this. This is a place where children gather. Like, <laughs> Well, not since they started serving actual alcohol. And when did that happen? 
after the quarantine. Okay, but before now. But before now. Okay. In the past. (laughs) But before now. But after they opened. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. Timeline Uh, is After the last casino episode, but before this casino episode. I love how they were like, let's do a casino. JK, let's serve alcohol. JK, let's Let's do a casino. Let's do a casino and serve alcohol. It's so great. It's almost like they could have done this in the first place. It's fine. There's a, there's a moment where Veronica's like, how did we get here, Reggie? And it's like, well, you made several very poor decisions. <laughs> That's how. Because you were left on your own for too long. But the thing is, she's not on her own. She literally is, like, living in the under the roof of her evil parents. I mean, from her, from her friends. I like, guess, if she had let yeah. any of, like, if she had let Betty in on any of the shit she was going through, Betty would have been like, no, don't, don't, don't do, do those. those things. Also, why did you... Burn it down. That's what you should do. That's the solution. Why did they buy this speakeasy in the first place? Like, why was that a good idea? Can she sell it? Is it we, too late? We know there's like a nearby club. Yeah. Because we've been there. And like, you could do a lot of great adult business in that nearby club. Yeah. Uh, which would have like DJ music and not um, a teenage girl singing in this your face. This is my least favorite like, kind of bar. It's just, it's so performative, which means you can't talk and have a conversation right. while you're there because, uh, I gotta listen to the show. Yeah, here's the thing. Love a good speakeasy. Really don't like where I have to watch people sing and clap. Right. Well, you gotta have like, you know, if you're doing live live music, just like don't make it all night, every night. Yeah. So that people uh, can like, oh, maybe I don't like live music, but I'll come these nights when it's not live music. Unless Gladys Jones is singing, in which case I'm there every night. Also, there's no dance floor. And like, no, so all the teenagers are expected to just like Sit hang out in formal wear. Yes, that's just what I'm telling you. This is a stupid plan. This is not a good business model. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's why they're always in the red. So Veronica decides to retry the casino plot. Right. She calls her. She calls Lebone at a secret speakeasy, to which I call bullshit because literally everyone in this town knows about yeah, it. Yeah, no, this is literally the town haunt. It's underneath the most popular <laughs> diner and only diner. And only restaurant. And there is no supermarket. So this is the only This is all they have. The only place we can It's right by the train tracks. Uh, Meanwhile, Tony and Cheryl are getting to a tiff because of stuff that happened in Jughead's plot. (laughs) The point is, Tony's like, hey, Cheryl, how about you, you know, stop starting fights on my gang or else I'll have to kick you out. And then Cheryl's like, oh, yeah, if you did that, then you couldn't meet at my house or sleep in my house. Oh, the pool's... Summer's coming up, and all the poisons want to hang out at the pool. This was insane of her. This is so weird. This is... This, I mean, that's strip. That's abusive. This is this. This is if that was a man doing that, we would have many issues. I mean, we have issues I have now. many issues now. I know, but what happened to my baby Cheryl? I really rooted for this relationship. What are you doing, Cheryl? I mean, Why? you didn't see this coming. I mean, I did last episode, but I didn't think it was going to go this aggressively far. It, I. I can't fathom why any of the poisons are like. Let's follow Cheryl, because shouldn't they all think she's just like crazy? She's wearing it like a hat. And yeah. she'll like they literally say you wear many hats in this. Yeah, she's like wearing she's, it like she's a wearing hat. it because it's fashionable because she's dating this girl. But it, once she breaks up with Tony, she's is she gonna keep running a gang or is she gonna be like no I'm beyond that and like switch back to her like preppy clothes before she goes to her fancy college is that she got Tony an entrance into which is so weird. But my my biggest question is this: is the entire High School of Riverdale in a gang. Like, is every single student a part of a gang? No. 
But it seems like, yeah. Some of them are just obsessed with griffins and gargoyles. <laughs> but it's also kind of a gang. They have a gang about that. That's true. That's true. Honestly, how many people are at the school, and how many servants are there, and how many gargoyles, and how many ghoulies? Are they at Riverdale? What's happening? So, so there are a lot of students who go to Riverdale. Right. And less of them are in the gangs. And the poisons have more, and the serpents have Less. Okay. The gargoyles are part of the serpents, but there are more gargoyles than there are serpents in the serpents. <laughs> and there are rogue gargoyles also, who may or may not be teenagers in the high school. I have a question. Yes. Do the gargoyles always go to Riverdale High School? Maybe. Okay. Because <laughs> suddenly it's just like they met Kurtz in this like random bunker and right. now he's a student. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, do we know he was there? Was he always there? He was, always was there an option to meet him at his locker instead of his scary domain? Right. He's like, no, 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 meet me here. This you gotta meet me in my lair. This is my Gotta name. come to the last act of Apocalypse Now and meet me right. there. Totally. I changed my name because I read a book. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, that, that scene was very scary. Uh, Veronica uh, basically has a whole crew together to run the casino. Josie and the rest. Uh, <laughs> and her new casino setup has some, you know what, admittedly cool hiding mechanisms for all of the gear. Yes. Which must is. have been very expensive. I was thinking about that and how that couldn't possibly uh, financially make any sense for them. Also, didn't they realize that last time, like, oh, if you have a casino, you can have, like, sharks, like, cheating the system? Yeah. And, yeah, we're just not going to worry about that, I Right. Guess. How come, um, what's his name? Uh, Elio. No. Elio was able to buy off her, her tables also, until she me? bought the guy off more. But <laughs> Hiram and Gladys don't. Right, yeah, no, it's all not great. It's very strange. Also, is Elio a Riverdale student? Because why is he around? Look, he's just been in love with Veronica for all time and hopes if he just hangs around yeah. long enough, she'll eventually date him. He takes like a four-hour train ride to Riverdale every day. Just I'm going to see Veronica today. <laughs> he's so happy. He's in love with Veronica. He's definitely not Jason Blossom, which is what he looks exactly like to me. I think it's funny because Josie's there during the scene and she's not there when the casino's actually open. They didn't notice. She's ne- she never shows up to the actual casino opening. She's probably like, this is a shit show. And like not hours later, Hiram walks into Veronica's room and is like, so I hear you open the casino again. And Veronica isn't like, oh my God, who's, who's, like, who's like telling my dad this stuff? Who, do I, who, who can't she, I trust in my own organization? She thinks it's fun. Like she, thinks she thinks it's a whole, game. Yeah, she, the whole there's, thing. She knows there's guy. no real consequences with Hiram. It's like very no matter strange. what happens. Yeah, she's just like, oh, daddy, I'm just gonna be snarky because I'm a teenager and I just really want to open my casino and run my speakeasy and, and also Hiram's be a big like, business lady. You, but you actually owe me seventy five thousand dollars. <laughs> and she's like, Dad, shut up. <laughs> I don't really understand how like he expects her to pay back the money. Like it doesn't really make sense. The whole thing with the, also, with, the with the with the casino apparently. Didn't he cut her off last year? But now still houses her and pays for her stuff. And I assume that she gets school supplies. She's more. broken up with her parents at least three times by it's now. It's like a weird situation. It's and like then she just home. keeps going back to that room. Right. It's like... In of, this episode, it's in the Betty plot, but everyone's like, Betty, you can stay with me. And not a single person's like, Veronica, you too no. should not be living with your parents. Why don't you come stay with me? No one seems that concerned. No one even seems that concerned with uh, Veronica living with Hiram after they all just collectively assumed that he chopped Sheriff Manette up into little pieces. I mean, I thought she was going to not, she was going to like move out of the house after they rescued Archie from Juvie because Hiram could just be like, 
my daughter kidnapped the boy right. from right there. Sheriff Mineta, go get her. Like, yeah. No. Logic in Veronica's land does not make a ton of sense. So Hiram wants... It's ridiculous, but he knows a guy with a card manufacturing business. This is genius. This is hilarious. And wants to convince him to move production to Hiram land. In, you know, the prison. No, we know. Uh, right, I'm just making sure. Uh, so he wants to bring this guy to the casino because there are cards there. So he can make that business arrangement. Yeah, that that is kind of a stretch because just because he works in cards doesn't mean he only wants to hang out around cards. Right. But this guy's just like, I just, I love cards so much. <laughs> I think we can do that's card related. I am there. <laughs> Magic show was not an option, so this is the option. It would be really funny if it wasn't even playing cards. It was like a trading card game, something like, really oh, stupid. damn it. Although, thought for later. Uh, I just thought of something. I'm going to save it for rumor mill. Ooh, Maybe I can break someone again. <laughs> um, Veronica is like, deal, but only if you shave 5% off my debt, which... Five percent off seventy five thousand. Well, ten percent is seventy five hundred. Right. So it's like thirty something. Thirty two fifty. Okay. Thirty two fifty. Thirty two fifty. That's your guess. Yeah. Right. Three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Three. And I can't wait to be right. Oh five. Yeah. Oh sorry. Five. Damn um, it! I was so wrong. Three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. I'm so bad at math, but I got close. It was pretty close. I was close. I respect I meant, it. I meant that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it's fine? Yeah, totally. You know what? That doesn't actually bother me that much. 5% isn't too much to ask. Like, it feels like this show in the past, she would have been like 50%, and her dad yeah. would have been like, fine. Uh, <laughs> but like... But honestly, I would have been That's a number. Speaking of... Meanwhile, in numbers that we don't have, uh, Gladys asks to perform at Le bon Nut on casino night, and Veronica also demands 5% off of... Whatever. Deal with... Off of a lot. Yeah. So whatever she did, owe, 5% less. <laughs> Not really sure how they're going to expect Veronica to make any of this money back. Her business oh, Do sucks. they know that they're both charging her now? I honestly don't know. I'm not really sure what's happening. It, you know, it's nice they're both they're both giving her like very uh, manageable payment plans instead yeah. of just being like, "I'm gonna break your legs and take all your money." Yeah, seriously. So like, she's in debt forever. For the record, what is the value of pops and Labone Nut? Could you just sell the whole thing to somebody? Probably. Although he's the heart and soul of Riverdale. If, if you sold to Hiram, it'd be all it's over. It's literally a diamond. Remember when Hiram owned all of Riverdale? <laughs> does he not anymore? No, I think he he does. These are questions that we can't ask because we don't know the answer. He should have bought Betty's house. Yeah, I'd be like, yes, more things. <laughs> more stuff. He plays this shit like Settlers of Gonna own this house. Um, so Veronica welcomes Gladys to the stage, and she sings a, a rock and roll kind of number. She's got a great voice. It's don't let me be misunderstood. She has a great voice. I don't know why everybody was mean about it. Right. I was so there was to a, do that. So Hiram's guest is just like, when does the real show start? Like what an idiot. Dick. And then people laugh? She's so good. Yeah. Who is disrespecting this? I know. It's really nice. And honestly, she's just trying so hard. She was a Joan Jett of Riverdale. She's just trying to get her sea legs back. Right. This and, is so sad, actually. I don't like this. this and someone, do someone brings up something that mentions either the word tip or point, And this guy is like, yeah, yeah, like my penis. Essentially, I don't He's, remember that. Part. He, he makes like a like a I'll show her a tip uh, comment or something like that. Oh no! Didn't he mean a knife? 
No, no, he he mentions something about a point or something like that. I think he had. And a then knife. no, Gladys pulls a knife. Oh, you're right. There you go. She's like, I'll give you a like a. Oh, I see. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, so this guy, this guy is the worst. Yeah, we don't like this man. He uh, is sexist and does not appreciate it. And as soon as, uh, as soon as Glass pulls the knife, Veronica's like, "Okay, Reggie, now you can kick him out." Yeah. And fair. he's like, "What? You're kicking me out of here? What did I do?" So anyway, um, to the nice lady on stage. That man's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's got a very miserable family back at home. <laughs> they're they're card rich though, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> the, the oh man, the their whole house. The is card dynasty. <laughs> yes. So, Hiram's like, I hope you didn't cost me a million dollar deal. Million dollars? Manufacturing cards? I believe it. Cards are big money. But paper goods are cheap. Yes. But think about how much cheaper they can be if slave labor is making them in a prison. Hey, those are prisoners with jobs. Oh my god, no, it's a really bad thing because they really don't pay prisoners at all. It's really, really bad. It's detrimental, it is honestly. Slave it's slavery. Yeah, it's pri- the, the American prison system is a nightmare. Uh, yeah. And for-profit prisons, definitely worse. Yeah, no, I'm really obsessed with how they really are just not even thinly veiled. We haven't even touched... This prison, it just exists somewhere in the ether. We've never and seen it. No element of the show has actually dealt with it, which is weird. Because we spent a lot of last season being like, this scary thing is coming, and then didn't do anything to the town. Yeah, no. I, if anything, it's just something Hiram can throw out there to be like, I'm going to put more stuff right. in my Anytime prison. Anytime Hiram's like, business, he's like, it's about my prison. <laughs> I I imagine it, it's a big like block of buildings where he can just do whatever he wants. Is right, it a but it says in, in big glowing letters, Hiram Land. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. There's a Ferris wheel in the middle. Right, 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 right. It's a fairground with prisoners. Right, right. it's crazy. Guys, uh, you gotta and, go. And apparently cards. <laughs> they throw the cards everywhere. It's so, delightful. Like another night, Veronica finds Gladys behind the bar pouring her own drink and Hiram enters with a guy being like, oh yeah, it's my place. I chose all the paintings on the wall. It's like, all right. I guess you did commission the painting of your daughter that on the wall. That is true. That is fair. Uh, you win this round. Um, Reggie is like, oh, man, it was great when we had the serpents around his muscle, making a good point for once. What happened to that? Uh, Gladys told Jughead not to do that anymore. Okay. He's Vaguely like, remember that. Yeah. Which I assume was her trying to take control of yeah. Veronica's shit. Uh it's weird that FP, like, knows Gladys is up to this stuff, and he's like, ah, oh, your mom, right? Anyway, I'm the sheriff. <laughs> and they're also, like, living in Australia, and yeah. gonna, it's not a weird family dynamic right now at all? Okay. So Veronica gets an idea that's going to require a lot of their new income, so she'll be paying people off longer, but she decides to uh, have a meeting with Tony and offer the poisons employment as guards of Lebeau Nut. I like it. Yeah. I don't, really sure. need, I don't need more gangs, but that, I like it. That one scary girl who doesn't say anything but chews a lot of bubble gum will be great at guarding the door. She's great lipstick. She's a scary lamp, guys. Scary lamp? Scary lamp. Yeah. Intimidating lamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Veronica's like, if you have to run this idea by Cheryl, and Tony's like, <gasps> no. How dare you? It's my gang. <laughs> what is a gang in a Riverdale universe? We'll get into that later. But it's a group of people who are matching leather jackets and... Um, because there's a point later where Jughead... Cl- Scare makes, people. <laughs> Jughead makes it clear what a gang is not, in that they don't steal and they don't sell drugs. Then what is the Well, yeah, gang? neither of the Pretty Poisons nor the Serpents steal or sell drugs. Okay, I want to know what they do. Gangs are initially formed as a, as a, as a community, right, uh, to protect themselves from people who would persecute them. Why aren't we just calling them a clique? Because that's what they are. 
Be- because like the six chicks well, that they're going on 30. No, because it evolves from there, right? Because their defense turns into offense at points, and some of them have to sell drugs so that they can have money to create safe spaces for the group, and then they just turn into... Generally, gangs start as, like, cliques or gang- or groups that get violent. That's basically... So I guess the Pretty Poisons it's are a, a gang? Yeah, right. And they're, they're, gang. they're more of a fraternity and a sorority. Right, they are. They're not exactly a With gang. matching jackets. Right. I mean, that, they have that. Right, because the leather goods dealer in Riverdale is killing it. Killing it. It's the only person making money. I didn't notice the poison jackets were purple. Oh, I didn't notice that either. Are they dark purple? Yes. It didn't look like they it on They looked like TV. they were black. Yeah. So... Uh, when Tony asks Cheryl to come to work, Cheryl is like, no, I'm not going to come. All right, will you be here when I get back? I'm going to be asleep. It's very cold yeah, to Tony. Yeah, and she's reading a book. Yeah, we'll get. To, we'll talk about the book. Ooh, yay, cool. Uh, that's going to be a connection. Uh, so when Gladys goes to Pops, the poisons are guarding the door. And Veronica explains that she is like, nah, you're not coming in. Then Hiram yeah. comes in. She's like, nah, you neither. You're not coming in either. Get out of here. She uh, she wants to control her business. You know what? It's better than she usually does. I guess this is yeah. one of her one of her better moves. Um, the poisons haven't given her any reason not to trust them yet. Even, I mean, Cheryl's the only bad part of the poisons. Right, and she is probably going to blow up her own status in that game. Probably, so. probably. And she hasn't already. Mm-hmm. So where would you like to jump next? Jughead, please. Jughead. All right. So we actually come back around to the beginning of the Cheryl Tony plot. The gargoyles are hanging out in the meeting room when the farm comes in to use the meeting room. And then the poisons also come in to use the meeting room. A lot of meetings. And both the gangs fight and the farm is also there. Anyway, Jughead (laughs) Jughead and Tony break it up. And then the principal admonishes both of them, being like, which one of your gags robbed the chemistry lab last night? Yeah, this is <laughs> of, not all, of all our school drug making materials. Which is hilarious. And uh, one more strike, and they're done in the school. I don't know why he's giving them one more strike. The yeah. servers have done nothing but give him reasons to, to kick them out of the school. Well, honestly, though, like, it's half the school now. Right. Archie's like, a serpent. Ben if he tried serpent. to do it, wouldn't everyone just throw on their leather jackets again and stand together and be like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they did last season. I, I don't know who's actually in the serpents anymore. Like, Archie has... That's to, the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Archie has... It's a, some people, but not all, a lot of people. But some and people... And in fact, it's fewer people than it used to be. You can make an algebraic equation. Right. X equals... Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should try to figure S. those out. Yep. Oh, God. Not good at math, though. Really That's why bad I wanted to writing. So, <clears throat> Jughead like yells at Kurtz and his guys, like, "Hey, did you rob the school?" And Kurtz is like, "Yeah, it was a sick quest, uh, stealing the alchemy materials." Who's doing these quests? Is it just a part of the game? I don't understand what's happening anymore. I'm so confused. Now you're getting it. Okay, cool. Fangs uh, <laughs> and Kurtz nearly come to blows, and Jughead like yells at them until they stop, and uh, he's like, "We have rules." But we don't know what they are exactly, but we have them. And Kurtz is like, I play by different rules. Which I wish he just held up the Griffins and Gargoyles rule with me like, these, these rules. rules. <laughs> They're written down. Can it's, you say that? Oh. Uh, which would have been so funny if someone was like, that was written by crazy people at a nun's place. Yeah, because they were being gay converted. Right. So, the fuck. So, Jagged goes to FP for uh, advice. 
FB tells them they need to give them a reason to stand together, something to fight for. I love this because Jughead says, but I don't even know what the serpents are anymore. And I was like, I never knew what the serpents were, ever. <laughs> yeah, you and me both are uh, Jughead. I, I was so confused about this whole goddamn thing. Are you surprised that we're still dealing with serpents three seasons in? Considering, I, like, they've only made less sense as it goes on. Like, now it's only teenagers. I just don't really understand. It was a, it was a scary what? group of adults at, a, at an outdoor movie theater when we first saw them. And now it's just Jughead, Sweet Pea, and Fangs. <laughs> oh, and then, like, they're honorary serpents. Right. Which is everyone. Like Betty. Everyone's a serpent, but those are really the only serpents. Tallboy is dead? <laughs> um, yes. Wasn't there another tall boy? There was one tall boy. There was a kid who looked a lot like Sweepy, but wasn't Sweepy at the start of season two. I don't remember that guy. That's not. He's the one who handed Jughead the leather jacket at the end of season one. Don't remember who that guy. Remember is. the dog? Hot dog. Oh, hot dog. That what happened to hot dog? Deal. Well, he got stolen, and then they got him back. They got right? him back, and now he's gone. Right. He was but there like the gargoyle was stolen, so like shouldn't. They just come back? No, the ghoulies stole him. Didn't the ghoulies become the gargoyles? I don't know, John. You might feel like I have to carefully watch cool, this to cool, recap cool, it. Cool, 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 And we're the experts. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm truly confused. I feel like I do watch the show pretty carefully, and I'm genuinely confused about this gang situation. Man. I need a flowchart. Yeah. Um, if we don't know, I feel like the only people who would are the actual writers of the show. And I'm even gonna... they might be like... It's more of a metaphor. <laughs> Let's just move on. They're in your heart. They're in your heart. <laughs> the real gargoyles and serpents and ghoulies were the friends you made along the way. Right. It's so true. Yeah. It's so poignant. There have been four gangs <laughs> in this small town. No, no, no. Pretty poison. Serpents, ghoulies, gargoyles. Is that four? Yes. Is there a fifth one? Red circle. That kind of counts. Oh, shoot. And Red the, circle and dark circle. So that is six. And also the bulldogs kind of were fucked up as well. And then also the R-R-O-T-C. The Rotsi. I'm not going to go into the Rotsi. That's like eight. That's though. an officially, uh, like, like. Could be a gang. <sighs> they got violent. They're a group. And then the farm. And then the. And then the farm. There's so many factions. It's like the Hunger Games in here. This town is a nightmare. <laughs> I would move so fast. In other teen shows, it's just clicks. And in this show, everyone's in a gang. Josie With had, a uniform. Josie had the right idea. So, Archie checks in with Jughead. He's like, hey, I got a plot. Uh, this kid's Ricky's mix- missing. And Jughead's I like... I got a plot. He's like, great, let's search for Ricky. Let's do it. Ah, uh, Ricky, you're so fun. You're so funny. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, Ricky. It's a child. Oh, my God. Okay, I know. But I just had the dog stuck in my head all day. So when Jughead's giving the orders of the gang to, like, find this kid, because it might have been threatened by some gargoyles, uh, Kurtz is like, oh, yeah, there are some unaligned gargoyles just out there. So confused about that, but okay, we'll move on. So, uh, like, after they find, after more of Archie's stuff happens, Jughead <laughs> updates the serpents. Like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hunt down those rogue gargoyles. And then, like, as that's happening, Tony runs in and is like, oh, hey, or uh, screaming. Sorry. I don't know why I was so casual about that. Kurtz is about to, like, kill Fangs. <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. That's like my nightmare. Well, I mean, he, he, he did say Fangs was going to ascend. Which is not wrong now that we know what Ascension is. I feel like he probably wouldn't have died. Right. Oh, he could have broken his neck. I thought about that, but mm-hmm. I don't think he would have. I'm pretty sure Jughead and Sweepy breaking Fangs' fall saves his life. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was, like, upside down. Yeah, you're right. So it would have been not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. 
Fangs has really been through it on this show. Like, he deserves a nice vacation. Yes, he does. He was, like, fake dead for a while. That was weird. Yeah. Why did they do that? Yeah. Okay. He, yeah, it was more touch and go for him than Jughead when Jughead was beaten to death. Yeah. What uh, if this isn't the real Jughead? <laughs> it's all a dream. Jughead's been in a coma this whole time. That'd be amazing. Jughead uh, goes to FP again. He's like, wait, I got an idea. And he goes back to the serpents with FP. He tells him, you're going to be deputized with the sheriff's department. This is the logical next step for our gang. Sure. Is becoming cops. Right. Yes. Now they're a cop gang. This is definitely not okay. No. Children can't be This cops. can't be legal. Yeah. In anyway. They can't carry guns. Right. Sweet Pea's immediate thing was, can we carry guns? No. <laughs> Sweet Pea, can we get a gun? No. Not today. They, mm, it's, ah, God. They're cops, but they're gang members. You can be a confidential informant. But like Yeah. Also, this sheriff's department is also kind of a shitty thing. It's like just Is there are there any deputies in this sheriff's department? Just calling yourself a sheriff doesn't make you a sheriff. I just want to point this out. Like having the What about having the the It's a badge. Uh, doesn't make you anything. Do you have to What do you mean? Hermione said he was. Yeah. Does she can she be the is she actually? Do you have to go through any kind of official training? Or is it just like here, put this on, you're the the sheriff? Apparently not, because children can be cops now. This is what's so broken about Riverdale. They put it to a vote. But they're like, if it's not unanimous, the door's right there. That's not what voting is. No. no. And no. only Kurtz leaves. So goodbye, Kurtz. I guess we're not going to see Kurtz again. I'm sure he's just off to join the Legion of Doom. Oh, so he's going to another show? No, like he'll, he'll probably be back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where do you want to go next? Let's do Archie. Oh, really? I figured we'd end with Archie. Well, what oh, no, we should end with Betty. Yeah, because that was All right. Fun. So Archie's boxing after hours at the gym. The owner basically says, hey, you're either going to pay for this or you're going to become a janitor to pay for your membership. And Archie's like the second one. Right. <laughs> I that's don't actually, have money. That's a pretty common trope you see in TV shows. Yeah, that makes sense. Bad at, uh, like, like, sorry, heroic men who live in gyms. Uh, Becoming janitors for those right, gyms. like like Daredevil has a pass into his gym so he can go there and train after hours. That's a myth. And uh, Diego from Umbrella Academy lives in the back room, back room of a boxing gym. I mean, I guess the gyms are just a shorthand for masculinity. Right, it's very masculine. Yeah, I love gyms. Uh, oh, really? I'm a big fan of boxing gyms. gyms? Well, no, because those are sweaty. But I like my gym. I'm obsessed with my gym. Your gym's fine. Excuse me? It's a nice gym. It's a nice gym. I don't live there. It's got two rooms. It's very specific. I know. It's a very niche gym. It is, but I love it. Okay. Thank you. Next. (laughs) I feel like people aren't using that term right, but... No, they're not. So Archie's souping up when Josie arrives to have a dinner date, uh, but they find a little boy hiding in the back named Ricky. (laughs) Casual. As you do. Uh, They take Ricky to Pop's... Uh, and Ricky runs when they try to, like, mention social services. Which is fair. Yeah. Because well, it seems like everybody ends up at the, at the, uh, the culty... Right. Sisters. He's like, oh, no, the, the social... The house I was with, the foster family, uh, they branded me like this. Yeah. And shows off the same brand that Archie has. Archie's like, you can Ooh. sleep in my garage. <laughs> my dad never checks it. Don't worry, my gra- dad's not going to be here till the last act of the show. Oh, Yeah. 
he wants to take the kid under his wing because, like, oh, I was once on my own with a brand on my side. This is weirdly <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten through it without my friends, to which I say, no, you wouldn't have gotten through it without the medical professionals who found you after that bear attacked you. He literally looked so dead. Which one? Oh, no, Archie after Archie? attacked by the bear. He was a dead man, yes. Yeah. No. It's weird that we're not talking about how he came back from the dead. He ascended. Right, he ascended. Yeah, this but is then, ascension. We talked about this. But yeah. then, like... Now he's okay. How is he okay? Well, he was an alcoholic. Now he's boxing. You're right. Yeah. Silly of me to even ask. Right, so... <laughs> what was I thinking? And I'm using the term alcoholic very loosely. He drank beers. He drank a couple of <laughs> he beers. He had some whiskey in his room. Yeah, but I feel like on a show, like, we're supposed to think that's, like, a very every, big problem. Every guy in college has room whiskey, I feel like. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Even if they don't like it, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, they all pretend to like it. It's a yeah. whole thing. I refuse to believe anyone actually enjoys whiskey, but that's okay. It it mixes with stuff all right. But yeah. on its own, it's mostly... Ooh, I hate this. Right. It's mostly, wow, <laughs> this kind of sucks. Right. Uh, I think that about all alcohol, really. Yeah? Like, you know, being drunk is fun, but Are you like me else. where it's like, I don't know, every wine kind of tastes the same? Yeah. Why are we, decide, why are we telling a difference? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Exactly. Cool. Great. That's why I'm good with, like, vodka sodas. Right, they, exactly. they do the job, and yeah. it's fine. And you pour enough lime juice, and you're good. Good. So, he leaves Ricky at Pops during the day. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go set you up in a booth for eight hours? <laughs> like, I like the idea of being able to order whatever I want at a diner for eight hours. Right, but, but is Archie then paying for three meals for this yeah, kid? But been, well, I got breakfast, I got lunch, and I got dinner, and I got a dessert because I was here this forever. This is a $70 bill, Ricky. Yes. You know what? I deserve it. So, all four of our main characters actually hang out at one point in the show. That's fun. Is it not weird for Archie and Veronica? It's apparently not weird. Hey, Stella. No, apparently it's just totally fine. Yeah, okay. I wish I lived in a TV show where, like, oh, I can just be friends with all my exes. And it's And fine. it's totally normal. Oh, and they're dating my best friend now. That's fine, too. Yeah, it's all really normal and it's chill. Just, it's just a totally normal thing for everyone to do in Super life. Super chill. Uh... So, Archie just casually is like, hey, there's this kid I found. No, no, no. He brings it up way too late, because Betty's like, my mom's selling the house, and Veronica's like, some bullshit with her. Right, right, sorry. Betty's like, my mom's selling my house, and and I think Jughead's like, you can stay with me. Veronica's like, you can stay with me. And she's like, you can stay with me, too. Me, too. Uh, like, the, like the child who's staying with me right now. <laughs> yeah, I have a child. I have a son now. <laughs> and Betty mentions someone named Miss Weiss, who I don't think we've met before. Isn't the social worker who helped her find her brother? Oh, maybe. maybe. Or is it somebody with the farm? I don't think she's with the farm. No, but like somebody... Because Betty wouldn't trust anyone from the farm. Somebody who helped get all the kids from the farm. What kids from the farm? The kids from the Sisters of Quiet Murph. Totally different place. No, I know. Sisters of Quiet Murph see blended into the farm, though. So I meant... Got the kids from... I don't think so. We haven't seen her that recently. Like, I don't recognize this woman. Yeah. She might be new. I don't... I, uh... Mm. Too lazy um, to look it up right now. So... When Archie comes back to Pops and Ricky is gone... That sucks. That sucks. Uh, some thugs appeared. He ran off. Uh, is behind this a, a drawing of the gargoyle gang sacrificing someone. Yeah, it's dark so shit. So that's fun. Yeah, he's into some weirdo shit. Then they meet with Miss Weiss and a guy who, um, what's it called, where you draw your the, the, people? Yeah, the um, sketch, sketch Sketch artist, artist yeah. Oh my god, it's a perfect likeness. <laughs> Pretty good. What did Archie tell them in great detail about the shape of his face? Archie's really good with faces. You Apparently, didn't know that? No, I was unaware because so. it was not established at all <laughs> in the show. 
She's like, hey, Ricky Shelter is a pretty solid one. They're like, nah, they branded him. Oh, the G&G brands? Yeah, we've been seeing that a lot in the uh, social services circles. Which I think is hilarious because this game cannot possibly be this fun. So apparently it's... It, wow. d is a lot of fun. Okay, it can't possibly be this um, dangerous. Now, now, that being said, D&D doesn't involve uh, 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 burning marks into people. Right. And Which might make it you more don't fun. have to do drugs every time you play D&D. That's the thing I'm confused about. Is it the drugs that are fucking with kids and then in combination of playing it? Or is this game just so, like, it's, it, okay, so you know, like, all of those memes and stuff, like the Momo or whatever the fuck we Yeah, that like, turned out to be not host. real, yeah. And they were Except saying, it became real. From people talking about it. Exactly. But have you ever known somebody, like, outside of, like, a one or two crazy stories? Like, with Slender Man, okay? For example, that Slender Man movie, that was a really weird situation where the girl stabbed somebody in honor, quote-unquote, to the Slender Man, right? Yeah. But the Slender... Like, there's no way that that's a thing that is common. Like, there's no way that this is a realistic plot. Right. I'm sorry. I know but what you're show. not thinking about is that there's an actual person running around in a Gargoyle King costume. Right. And an actual gang running around telling people to do these things. Right. I guess that's true, but it just seems a little and, weird. But now, why is everyone getting high while playing the game? Maybe it's not that fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it actually kind of sucks. They're like, oh, I gotta... Now it'll be bearable. Eat the eat the fizzle rocks. Oh, they keep wanting to play this stupid fucking game. What oh, am I? Man. What am I? An after school club? Ugh, so lame, guys. Like it is kind of frustrating that we haven't had an episode where we actually, like, the closest we got to seeing what it's like to play the game was the prison break episode. Yeah, and that was that was fun. It was. I mean, I would play it, but I wouldn't like kill all my friends. Seriously, we got to set up that day to play D and I know it'd be fun. It would. Do we have to kill anyone? Do we have to brand in, any in, children? Uh, in life. Only for like really feeling it. Okay. Way. Yeah. Just cool. It was like cool, cool, like cool. I have some people on tap we could sacrifice. Right. I mean, there are gonna be people I hate. I did brand like three kids just in case. Just in case. Right for my main campaign. It's right, right, right. <laughs> I got that going on Sunday, but cool. yeah, no, it's okay. You want to hang out afterwards? That's kind. That's fine. Yeah, the the children you tortured. Yeah. Did. You don't. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> They're having fun. Uh. Archie can. What you doing? So uh, Jughead gets a lead on Ricky, and they go back to the um, the last act of Apocalypse Now, the scary the scary room where they found Kurt's last episode. And Ricky's name is on the board. Ricky right. D. D-E. Right, Ricky D. Ricky D. and Archie are both on the sacrifice board, but and Ricky's other, just hiding in the back. Other people's names are crossed off. Yeah. Did they kill those people? I didn't take a look at all the names. I. Didn't but it would either. be interesting if like Ethel or um. Or Dilton, or that other kid. Ethel's alive, right? Dude, where is she? I don't know. New show? Uh, she escaped with the. Remember, she escaped the sisters with Betty. And then we haven't seen her since. I assume she just went home. Yeah, I think she's okay. Yeah. Fingers I guess crossed. she's just fine now. Yeah. Good for you, Ethel. Yeah, no, yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> Uh, so Ricky's scared he's marked for death, like Archie is. Right. Which is, to be fair, the mark does mean... Death. Death. So, he So is that's literal. factually accurate. Right, literally it's um, true. Archie teaches Ricky to box, and be like, this is what helped me in juvie. As if you spent a long time in juvie, which you did not. How long do you think he spent? Um, maybe, uh, maybe two months. Probably, yeah. At most. I feel like we're going through this year at real time. 
uh, the school year. Yeah, that would make sense. Or it's November. <laughs> or it could be. Is it Christmas yet? So, Ricky says that uh, he was a little kid. They want to run drugs because you get less juvie time if you get caught. He said no, so they branded him. That's his story. That's when he ran. So later, Archie's playing video games with Ricky when uh, Miss Weiss calls and tells dun, Archie dun, that dun. Ricky is Ricky DeSantos. <gasps> Joaquin is back. Joaquin's Little brother. baby Joaquin. I love how they have not let Joaquin die, just as I have not let Joaquin die. Except for that time they killed Joaquin. Right, except for that one time, Joaquin's still very much alive. So Ricky has a history of violent behavior and self-harm. Oof. He's also gone. <laughs> and I thought he was going to come back and, like, stab Archer. Like, Archer's going to walk into the room and he's going to look around Oof. and he's going to turn around and then, they, like, he's going to kill him. But... He did, just one room later. Yes, I know, but, like, I was kind it of... It took it to the kitchen for the kid to appear and be like, I'm going to stab you. I know, the nice and thing And for Archie to be extra. like, don't stab me. And be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to join the gargoyles. I played you. And then stab Archie. <laughs> and then Fred comes in and Ricky runs away. How the hell can Archie not subdue this child? Like, <laughs> right? Like, knock right. him over. You, do I, anything. Like, is there a cutting board or anything nearby? Get behind, a, get behind an island in the room. What happened to that baseball bat you were keeping around? Not a child. Like, he is a child. <laughs> He's, like, half right. size. You could get some wrist control on that kid and, like, stop him from stabbing you. But anyway, um, Archie's received more bodily harm for this season. Yeah. Uh, Fred catches up uh, and patches Archie up. And they're both like, yeah, this probably isn't the last we'll see of Ricky. <laughs> no, he says, if it's... He's like, oh, maybe he won't be back. And then Archie's like, if it's any of my luck, he'll be back with all of his friends. And I'm like, that's so true. See you in two episodes. Right, exactly. Uh, Can't wait for that to come Ricky through. Ricky had a quest card from G&G to kill the Red Paladin. Does that one's everyone? been going around a lot. No. It, it's, it's in the starter pack, so everyone okay. count, every, every pack comes with a kill the Red Paladin card. But, like, how did we decide Archie specifically is the Red Paladin? Uh, because Jason's dead. Right. Oh, yeah. What if it was, what if it was Jason the whole time? So... The serpents clean uh, clean up the final act of Apocalypse now. Decide to turn it into their <laughs> HQ. Um, Archie's scared he's still marked for death. And Jughead is like, yeah, you're still playing a G&G game. we got to figure out what it is. got to focus in on this plot. Good, let's do it. Let's yeah, party. Let's just knock this plot and then out. Then Betty walks in and is like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, Betty, what happened to your plot? She's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that. So let's get to that. Betty. So this is my favorite scene of the whole episode. Where Tell me about this scene. Alice is trying to sell the house to a nice, lovely couple. And I, the whole time I was like, do they not know it's a murder this house? This scene is iconic. <laughs> and then Betty is like, oh, yeah, you should just Google this house because it's a murder house. That's the uh, fire poker that my dad that I had to hit my dad with. <laughs> The sh- um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I was trying to you know escape his this, this is where our dad showed us all of his murder victims. Right. It was amazing. I do love anytime the show is like, hey, normal people, welcome to the show. I know, <laughs> like just it's explaining great. everything to them. Yeah, those two couldn't get out of there fast enough. So when uh, the main gang is hanging out in the lounge, uh, Betty sees Kevin walk by with the farmies, and my favorite thing about Betty's farm plots is that it really doesn't feel like... It really feels like Lily Reinhardt is in these scenes and not Betty, where she's like, I can't believe this is the story I'm dealing with right now. (laughs) She's like, the farm again? Really? Why? Why? Why is anyone... Are you kidding me? No. Why would anybody join this farm? Uh, Because it teaches you to walk on fire. That is kind of cool. 
That is like one thing I did not really have an issue with in this episode. You can walk on fire. Lots of people do that. Yeah. Would you hold your hand over a over a flame? I mean, it doesn't seem that painful. Do you think you could you could like compartmentalize your mind so you don't feel pain as you walk across burning coals? Did I not just tell you when I hit my knee like five minutes ago? <laughs> Remember that just happened before. Oh my god! Are you in the farm? I'm in the farm. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why anybody would actively join the farm, but like I feel like well, once you're in it, it doesn't I think seem that bad. Once we see. Chad Michael Murray. I, then we'll get it. Cards on the table. With the exception of them almost drowning it's, Alice, it's fine. The whole thing is just, there's a really hot guy there, so you yeah. gotta get on this farm action. He's like a CW star. So, Betty goes over to Kevin, she's like, hey bud, how it's been? He's like, get to the point. Alright, why are you joining the farm? <laughs> and why is Kevin joining the farm? Are there hot guys at the farm? That's what Evelyn said. Yeah. Or that's what he said Evelyn said. There's Evelyn hot guys at the farm. Evelyn said there are hot guys here. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. If that's it's- Kevin's whole motivation here is my the guy I liked left, but there are other hot guys in this cult, so I might as well join the cult. But he's a teenage boy. I don't fault him. <sighs> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, Kevin's like you're a detractor and backs off or uh, or leaves. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, Kevin got culty real fast. He, he he got really into that one. Don't we think that he could kill someone now though? With the, those giant biceps, yeah. Yeah, I mean he could always crush someone's neck if he wanted to. So, <laughs> so uh, Betty spies on a farm meeting. Just kind of like lifts up a piece of paper and looks at the newbies <laughs> are all holding their hands above fire. Which, dude, take a picture. With your phone. No one has like. And show it to the principal. No one has like blisters. Right, but like. Still not cool. I guess, but it's not that bad. I. I don't know. It's just. They're not close. I would feel very concerned about a group that makes everyone ritualistically like hold their hands over flame. I I guess to me, it didn't look like they were that close to the flame. So I thought it was more like a meditative thing than like a. You know. Well, what's interesting is that the show never tries to explain it. Uh, John just crushed a fly. Just they, so you guys know, in his hand. Like Ralph Macchio. It was very cool. It was a slow-moving climb. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. What? Give me some credit. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. Uh. <laughs> totally cool. Totally real and chill. So, Betty talks to Josie about Kevin. Because they're step-related now. Right. And she's it. like, I have heard him going out at night. I just thought he was going to the gay woods, but... <laughs> I know that's actually Fox Forest, but we've shorthanded it to the Gay Woods. The Gay Woods. I hope, hope that's not coming off as insensitive to anyone. No, I mean, I feel like that's kind of true, though. All we know about those woods is that's where gay people hang out. And also, nobody helped the kids who were escaping into the woods. Right, but they always went back. I know. I mean, it's just no one was like, "Hey, man, you're really cute and nice. I'm gonna go save you." Do you want to? Come out and get out of here? No, like, nobody, everybody's just like, okay, And not in the sexy way, I just, like, do you need help? Are right. you... No, no one said that. It's really sad. So, Betty finds the farmies doing their ritual coal walk in the woods. They're all dressed in white. They look like the guilty remnant from the leftovers, except yes. they're not smoking. Except they're not smoking. Except for when they walk in the coals and there's a little and bit of... And there's fire. Right. Walk with me. Uh... Fire. Walk with me. Come on. Come on, let's get out of here. <laughs> Great. I don't want to name a dog Fire. It's really weirdly specific. Oh, I get it. I was like, weird, why? Okay, then I got it. Figured it out? That's great. Stella, that could be your nickname. Betty begs Kevin not to do it. Kevin... Kev, Kevin people does it. People do this. This is a thing people do. It's like a like Betty and Evelyn do the thing like they're on both sides and Kevin's the, in the middle and they're like, come here, come here, Kevin, come here. And Kevin goes to... 
Kevin loves that Evelyn. one more. Right. Like, but here's the thing. Like, they do this, this at, like, retreats and shit. This, uh, this, this is, is this very, is like, a thing. Yeah, this is, like, very Gwyneth Paltrow, honestly. My favorite variation on this is when it's all Legos. Yeah, that would be so painful. Oh my God, I, <laughs> I like how we're that. more scared of that Though, than Coles. Legos hurt so bad. I don't know why, but they do so bad. They're all edges. Yeah, oh, it's just it's oof. just a collection of edges and corners. I hate it. Oh. So, Evelyn and Kevin confront Betty, and he's like, "Listen, what happened there made me feel amazing and powerful. It was a good thing." We don't see his feet, so maybe it's fine. He's walking okay. Yeah. And Betty's like, "Well, that's not what people are gonna see when I publish this." Kevin's like, "Cool, cool, cool, cool." We'll you tell everyone someone. about the time he killed somebody and hid the body. Of which that's coming back. To which I say, "Prove it." Uh, Find the body. I think probably Alice was stupid about it. They could. They could find the car in the swamp. I actually. feel like it wouldn't be that hard to put all the pieces together. If someone was trying. I think the problem is that Alice wouldn't deny it. Uh, yeah, that's but true. like that body's gone by now. It's kind of weird that Alice was super upset about Hal killing someone, and I'm not saying that that was you know right, but I'm also saying like you know. I feel like we've had a different Alice for each season. Yeah, glass houses, Alice is. what Everyone else was like, Hal could never kill somebody. Yeah. Oof. It is funny when Alice wears like puts on her season one persona to sell the house. Yes, it and is then funny. switches back to her like loose fitting cult clothes. I love it. I love her blazer with the pineapples on it. Did that make an appearance in this episode? I think that was the last episode. Oh, this episode. The pineapple blazer is real cute. Also, is she not doing news anymore? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Betty comes home to find Alice packing. She sold the house to someone mysterious. International. Is it the farm? rich person? I like how she's like, you know, Riverdale, a rich person from across the ocean bought my house. Right, of course, just happens all the time. So Betty has to start packing. So at home, she lights a candle. She almost puts a hand over it, but instead, she walks downstairs and sets the house on fire. Maybe she should join the farm because she's just as crazy. I want Betty to burn down more locations. Yeah, but why did she burn down the house after she was so upset about her mom selling it? Flashing out in anger. Yeah, I guess. That works. I mean, this is just like some classic Betty action over True. here. True. Yeah. Yes, very classic. Very Betty. That's just how she rolls. Just how she rolls. So that's the end of the episode. Oh my god. Yeah. Betty burned down her house. Betty burned down her and house. And told no one. It's likely they'll be able to put out the fire. It feels like they caught it pretty early. Yeah. Although houses burn down real quick. They do, but Alice walked in, did not notice anything was on fire from I'm betting, outside. I'm betting they won't burn down the house only because... They are, there's a real exterior for that neighborhood, and um, they wouldn't want to have to digitally make the house gone. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm betting the house is going to be okay. I also think, like, why would you burn down a set that you could use again? Yes. If you're going to burn down any set, it is the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. You burn down that set. <laughs> I've been wanting them to burn down that set for months now. Why? Because you don't like the set? Because I feel like they've told every story there is to tell there, but the except there. the cathartic story of... I never want to see this place again. Well, the farm is there now, so they moved into... Oh, no, Hiram. Oh, wait, who? This no. is now the sisters moved The farm in. has... The farm moved into the The farm sisters. moved in, still burn it down. In fact, more reason to burn it down. I think they need to maybe wipe the slate clean on a bunch of these storylines. And a bunch before. of these locations. Yeah. Yeah. I think Labone Nut needs to go. Okay. Uh, I think the farm needs to go. Hiram needs to go. Yeah. 
Can we just have it be like Archie trying to pick between Betty and Veronica? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. What good hijinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bughead needs to go. I would read a bunch of comic (laughs) books about that if somebody. Oh, that's crazy. If somebody were to. If only there were decades of comic books about (laughs) that kind of stuff. Yes, of course. What a fun, what a fun little thing that would be if it existed. (laughs) But alas. All right, all right. Let's give out some superlatives. Let's give out some awards. Um. Prom queen is Betty for burning down her house. Or Tony for standing up to Cheryl. Oh, God. It's hard. Um, I don't think Betty was active enough to claim the spot. I might actually give it to Veronica. Okay. Listen, bringing back the casino from a storytelling perspective is like, guys, come on, really? Right, yeah. But it did solve her problem kind to of. a degree don't really know how she was able to double her income so she could hire protection and still be able to pay off her two loans good for veronica i yeah i think she deserves it this time and queen that was queen i mean and king <laughs> jughead oh, no. archie archie for trying his best archie for trying his best <laughs> As usual. As usual, Archie tried. As usual, Archie failed. But that's okay. He tried. Who are we throwing under the bus? Cheryl sucked. Cheryl was monstrous. Yeah. No. Like, like it's subtle, but it's real bad. Yeah, she wasn't chaotic neutral. She was chaotic bad. What is it? Chaotic Chaotic evil. evil. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't know you knew those. I am, vaguely. All right. Yeah. What are those from? It's D&D. Really? Yeah. Alignments. Wait, what? Yeah. I Lawful never... good is the ultimate good, okay. and chaotic evil is ultimate evil. She's being real chaotic evil. <clears throat> so, like, there's lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. So chaotic good is, like, when you're doing the good thing, but, like, you destroy everything around you yeah. trying to do it. Then there's lawful neutral, true neutral, chaotic neutral. Who's true neutral, like, if you were to pick a character in TV or film? Um, oh, God. I have, there's, there's, like, a lot of stuff for this. Online, but I'm trying to think of like someone who kind of sits out, doesn't really care. I think Littlefinger might be true neutral in Game of Thrones. Isn't he bad? He's on his own side. It's if they're like if they're on their own side. I don't really care. Oh God, I'm ha- I'm drawing a Wait, blank. What Hold about on. I'm gonna look some. I'm gonna look it up. Janet in the Good Place. No, she's a good person. She's not a person. God damn it. <laughs> She's something. Uh, let's see. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope, that doesn't work. Nope. Well, okay, work. a true neutral would be like a monster who doesn't do anything bad on purpose, right? Right. Uh, okay. I'm seeing stuff like House uh, from House, Faith the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Uh,. Dr. Manhattan is actually a really good example of a true neutral Because he doesn't... What about Thanos? Thanos is... Um, I'm thinking neutral. I would say chaotic good. Oh. From okay. his perspective. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or lawful evil. So, like, Dr. Manhattan's true neutral because he knows how everything's going to go, and he yeah. doesn't do anything about it. He just plays his part. Okay. Uh, then there's chaotic evil, or lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. Who's chaotic evil? Higher? That's good too. 
No. He's um, lawful. Kurtz would be more chaotic evil. Okay, so Hiram would be evil. Lawful evil. Lawful evil. Yeah, he's sense. using the rules. Uh, Gladys could also be considered, I think, somewhere between, uh, I think, like, neutral evil. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so who's like, Shep? Oh, no. We're, not, we're retiring Chaperone right. of Luke Perry. That's right. You can cut that part. Okay. Yeah, cut that whole thing. Um, do you have any uh, rumor mill theories? You know, I really don't. Um, I think that they're going to tidy up this Gargoyle King plot, and it's going to have some connection to the farm. Yeah, we keep waiting for the farm to become more of a thing. Yeah, I know we're going to go to the farm in the next couple of episodes because the... Musical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that the farm is not as bad as as it seems because it just seems very obvious if it yeah. is, right? So... I mean, this is Riverdale. I know, but... Forget it, Jughead. <laughs> Forget it, Jughead. It's Riverdale. What about you? So, as we recorded the episode, I had a thought, which is, I find it interesting... That Hiram is courting uh, someone who makes cards when uh, the missions for G&G are distributed on cards. Oh, okay. So, like... Interesting. Either Hiram is still involved with G&G and the real Gargoyle King, who I assume will appear at some point before the end of the series, or he it will be printing up his own like counterfeit cards to control the G&G kids. That's smart. That's a smart idea. Will it actually happen? Who knows? Yeah. But that, that's kind of where my brain's at right now. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have any. I wish I thought. <laughs> I wish I knew. But I I'm, know. I'm betting uh, we'll see Ricky and Kurtz on the same side at some point in the future also. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, he's definitely going to come back. Still, try, still no idea why the Gargoyle King wants Archie dead so bad. Unless it's Hiram. I don't think it's Hiram because Hiram's done with killing Archie. Unless the time Archie didn't kill Hiram. Right, and it was very confusing. Mm. Wow. I don't think there's any reveal of who the true GK is that will, like, be satisfying at this point. No. If there is even one. You know know what might suck? What? Like, okay. Time to get into some sad stuff, but... Okay. they they, They have to basically potentially rewrite anything that Fred Andrews was supposed to do by the end of the season. Yeah. So... I wonder how involved he was going to be with the end of the Gargoyle King stuff. God damn it, I hope he was never intended to be the Gargoyle King. I don't think so. The, I can't that, imagine. That would be wrong. But I'm wondering what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and, like, again, I wish this on nobody. This is a nightmare scenario. But if I were the writer's room, I would kind of do what Future Man did when the woman playing the mother passed away, which is... Oh, I didn't know that. She's off screen for, like, the back third of the season. Yeah. And I would reference Fred as being alive for the rest of the season, just off screen. Yeah. And then you can start season four with that new status quo. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to burden the writers with having to reorient Archie's whole life right now. Well, I think that they have maybe, like, two episodes left to film, just, like, thinking... Probably Two to four, maybe? Okay. Yeah. Wow, okay. I, it's only about four ahead is what, is what shows have done. Well, okay, so let's say at the most it's like four, right? I'm assuming that they're building up to something. With um, Fred? No, with just the end of the season. Yes. I find I think that they will... I wrote about this a little bit, but I think that they will probably have to have Fred Andrews die. 
I agree. I, I think I think it's a but I think I think thing. it should happen quietly. Yeah. Like Archie comes home and he's like, "Dad," but I think like end of the season, Fred's dead. Uh, you think the at the end of the season, or I, I don't think they're going to do it before the end of the season. I don't. I wouldn't want to do it before the end of the season. Yeah. Because that's that's too much. I would want to honor. I would want to honor the the scenes that he has in the final couple of episodes. Yes, absolutely. And I, I don't know. I mean, this is hard. I don't know. I remember Glee did an episode. We were that talking mid, about that. Yeah, middle of the season. That yes, was, but that's. Like, didn't they do that episode, like, right after he died? Uh, and, like, not immediately. It wasn't, like, super soon. But, like, the actors were still processing it when they were also talking about him being dead in the show and Leah Michelle was dating him in real life and in the show. I thought it was and a really well-done episode. I think it was kind of... Yeah, I mean, I think Leah Michelle. It seems really intense. Can only be in so and much. it doesn't seem like the kind of thing Riverdale would do. I yeah. think they love their actors a lot. Um, they do. And they wouldn't want to force any of them to go through that. But, like, I wonder what will happen to Archie. He can move in with Betty, assuming Alice is sane by that point. Yeah. Or maybe. Uh, he could all obviously move in with um, uh, FP and Jughead. The crowded house, but yeah. Uh, Black Dark Horse lives with the Kellers. I think that... Because I think Kevin Keller, or uh, Sheriff Keller, could take on a lot of the responsibilities that Fred had as a character. He's just a good guy. I think that the thing that will be most interesting is how much Luke Perry's real-life death will affect um, the plot of the show in terms of the emotion, because... Not saying that he was Fred. Obviously, he wasn't Fred. He was a... But it seems like the role that he kind of played, this father figure role, this mentor role, kind of reflected that. Right. Fred Andrews in the comics was never like this. Yeah. They, so he kind of, he did, def- his personality defined Fred. And I doubt they'll ever recast that part. They shouldn't. I don't think they should. Anyway. Do you think they might try to get Molly Ringwald, like, full time? Yeah, maybe. I don't know what she's doing outside I of not know. I don't know if there's a reason why she didn't want to be on the show or anything like that. Yeah. Or if the show didn't want... But, like, if that's an option, I say go for it. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you have any, like, Luke Perry memories, if you met him at a panel, if you met him oh my God. on the street or whatever, and you want to tweet at us and stuff, maybe we could read that next time. That's yeah. the thing. Um, you know, just if you met him in person and you have something nice to share, that would be cool. Just just because we, you know, we didn't, we didn't really want to talk about it that much during the episode. Right. Because we also, we have a lighter tone on our show. We, <laughs> we don't, don't want to burden our show with grief yeah, too much. Yeah, or we don't want to be disrespectful either of, you know, we don't want to make light of something and then be very serious and then, you know. But anyway, thank um, you guys so much for listening. I oh, wait. Oh. Yeah, I got some pop culture connections. Oh, okay. All right, real quick. I got two. Um, so the book that Cheryl was reading is called The Price of Salt, which is the book that the movie Carol was based on. Oh, there we go. The movie Carol is about lesbians in, I think, the 60s, something yeah. like that. Cape Blanchett. Uh, yeah, it's Cape Blanchett and... Uh, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Solid movie. Um, very, very fun, to, very pretty to look at. It's, it's done on, like, old-school film, and it really looks that way. Um, it's kind of like an arty, artsy movie, but check it out. And the song that Gina Gershon as Gladys performs is, uh, what, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Yeah. Song written for Nina Simone, popularized by the animals, with a disco version from Santa Esmeralda, which was in Kill Bill. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. And that's all I got. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to this week, John? Okay. So it you'll never guess because it doesn't make sense. Captain Marvel? You'd think so, but no. What is it? It's The Bachelor. Weird. Okay. So Weird. You've heard about Have you? Do you watch The Bachelor? I don't watch The Bachelor right now, but I know enough about it. There was this whole bit from the season where there was a promo where the dude, like, ran away. Oh, he And, like, jumped fence. over a fence. And then the episode finally happened, and it was bananas. Uh, and, like, I was kind of casually from afar being like, oh, yeah, Bachelor, whatever, right, virgin right. guy. And people were like, no, it's actually pretty good this season. Uh, and then this episode was like... Wow, so good. I mean, it was just intense yeah. stuff. Because he was, like, in love with this girl who wasn't ready but for was it. Though? Or is he, it No, bad? he was... Definitely in love with her because he was ignoring a lot of red flags. Oh, okay. Uh, that and, is love. <laughs> and she was like, I'm not ready for this and took her out of the competition and then he ran away. Aww. And like, that's the cliffhanger going in the season finale. I'll and probably I'm, watch it. I'm curious. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to see it. Some unreal shit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, You know, I saw a lot of the things that I would have been looking forward to. I saw Five Feet Apart, which comes out next week. Um, and I really liked it, and I actually got to interview Cole Sprouse, and I chatted with him a little bit. Your friend Cole Sprouse. Uh, my friend Cole Sprouse. No, we're not friends. I don't friend think of the he, show, Cole I don't Sprouse. think he knows who I am, but that was cool. <laughs> um, I mean, we did meet, and we did chat for 15 minutes, right. so maybe that's a friendship. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. But, um, no, but it was cool, and I really liked Five Feet Apart. Uh, I thought it was a really nice romantic movie, and I'm and, um, curious what you guys think about it. It definitely, definitely has... Uh, has some interesting things about cystic fibrosis in it. Or not interesting things, but it definitely brings awareness to cystic fibrosis, which is an illness that I really didn't know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it is told like through a love story, and I know that some people have issues with that, but I really think it's worth a watch. I thought it was, it was kind of a really nice story, and mm-hmm. it kind of made me feel good, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it made me cry <laughs> in the movie theater alone when oh, I was seeing no. it. But other than that, it was good, and I enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me um, on Twitter, at RileyTweets. That's R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find Stella, my puppy, on Instagram, at StellaTheMysteryPup.com. I mean, no. Dot com. (laughs) Got a website now, Stella. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little hungry also. I should have clarified that. What about you, John? You can find me on Twitter, at John Patton, and on my blog, Catcher in the Rye. Good pun. Sure. Let's not even explain it this time. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> All right. So. Now you can. Now, now you can, I can say it? Yeah, okay, you can, cool. Obviously, you can say goodbye to them however you want. Anyway, guys, thanks for sticking with us. Um, I know it was a hard week. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Over and out, River Vixens.